I found you. Opened my eyes to the windows of your heart. Created love on every page. You excite me. I found delight in your corneas. You listened as I strummed my pain with my words. Helped me discover reality in the madness. The creativity in your lines allowed me to shine. In dark times, you held me, cradled my feelings in your hand, made it easy to compose poetry, made it easy to compose stories, your instrumental, a quintessential melody, too melodic for the radio. I discovered things about myself that revealed the sanctity of who I am, and that's because of you. You're my everything. Your love in human form, my church, my favorite worship song, my spark that send radiant shockwaves throughout my body. I crown you queen of my universe. I crown you goddess of my galaxy. We grow and show growth, melt in love and serendipity, stand together side by side and groove to our song like marching bands. Conducted Cosmo, the atmosphere couldn't contain. We set the vibe because our vibrations. And once our clothes came off, we danced to the rhythm of intimacy. Meshing like twin idolic flames. Dripping off canvases with kisses to each crevice. Bodies connected, healed with each touch. Souls intertwining becoming equally yoked and unbreakable. Your magic, music to my ears, my heartbeat. I'm nothing but a resounding symbol without you. You're my breath that I take, inhaling passion, exhaling doubt, watching and witnessing your melanin permeate my heart. And though the seasons may change, Situations may arise, no matter the weather or circumstances. Your love is what I desire. Our love is a place only meant for us to dwell. God gave us grace beyond the broken pieces. So it's only right that I do the same. Hold me as I hold you close. Lay your head on my shoulders. I'll be your protector. I'll be your teddy bear when you cry. I'll always wipe the tears from your eyes and let you know everything is going to be all right. I want to take credit for when there's a smile on your face. You're my dream come true. Take my hand. Grab hold of me. Don't let go. Teach me your triggers so I don't trigger you. Don't give up on me. I'm never giving up on you. I'm not here to control. I'm here to restore. As we rise, continuing to soar like eagles' wings, we'll remain together, even after infinity. I love you. Signed, your favorite love poem, Trey Lee Brown. Oh, 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 oh,
Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh, my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and looted dances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here. Spoken Soul family was good. We got another dope show lined up for you guys today. I hope... I hope you're on your path today. I hope you're not allowing anyone or anything to impede you from your progress. I hope you focus on the goal. Today is the day we shine. Get in tune, family. We're here. It's a beautiful day. Spoken Soul family, Spoken Soul. We got another dope show lined up for you guys today. And um, I'm happy to be back I took a, a, a little break from the Tuesday show As you guys may know, have no, noticed That uh, I didn't drop for two weeks I didn't drop a Tuesday uh, I didn't drop a Tuesday show But uh, this Tuesday, yeah uh, Today, you know what I'm saying We're definitely gonna um, drop a show and uh, we got a couple of announcements. I wanted to get into that. Um, I want you guys to know that now Spoken Soul Sessions, we're officially on Clubhouse. So this is important because this is a way that I can engage with audience, you know, audience, mem- audience who, who are listeners rather from different parts of the world. Like Clubhouse is something that we can all get on and we can interact with each other. You know, whether you can you can be in Africa, you can be anywhere in the world and you can get in on Clubhouse. So I, I opened up a room on Clubhouse, Spoken Soul Sessions, and um, I'm going to do two shows, two shows a week. But as of now, I'm only doing the one show. Right now I'm doing the one show, Iron Sharpens Iron. Iron Sharpens Iron is a critique show with me and my brother written in pain. Whereas uh, artists come on the um, platform and they 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 spit a poem, and and myself and written in pain will go into analyzing the poem and uh, breaking the poem down, like the things we particularly got from the poem, and uh, like rate the poem. Like for some artists. You know, you need to bounce ideas off other artists and um, get good, positive, constructive criticism about your poems because we're all peers, you know, and we all love this this art of the spoken word. So in that platform, trying to create the environment of getting artists to come share their pieces, share their work 
and get two artists, you know, spoken word artists that's actually in the game, that's actually out there performing and give you some positive, you know, constructive criticism about your piece. And when I when I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, um, the show has been going great. And um, so many different people have been coming and they've been sharing their work. And it's been amazing. It's been like all-star shows, man. Like, I mean, the artists that come on the on platform and share their work, man, are phenomenal. And uh, you guys will be hearing from these artists because I've reached out to a few of them to uh, do interviews on the Friday um, Spoken Soul Sessions podcast. So look out for that. But I definitely wanted to put that out there so guys that's in or people that's all over the world can actually get on Clubhouse. And... um. You can come and interact if you are if you are listening to the show because I got a lot of international listeners that listen on a regular basis because I go through the analytics and I look who's listening and um, there's a lot of um, my brothers and sisters out in Africa, Nigeria, you know that's all over that that's listening that's tuning in, you know week to week listening to the um, podcast. So I wanted to be able to you know engage with those listeners and it's a perfect place to do it on clubhouse so every saturday at 9 p.m eastern standard time every saturday 9 p.m eastern standard time you know we'll be doing iron sharpens iron spoken soul sessions presents iron sharpens iron on clubhouse and um clubhouse is an app you get you put it on your phone and uh you know, you set it up and you, you're able to like have dialogue. You know, there's a lot of things going on on Clubhouse. Different rooms is going on. But the poetry, the presence of poetry is very strong on Clubhouse, you know. And there's a lot of, it's, a, it's some good strong networking going on on Clubhouse on the poetry side. You know, you can find a lot of different things on Clubhouse. But on the spoken word side, you have a strong community. So... If you love spoken word, definitely Clubhouse is a place where you can definitely be exposed to, uh, uh, I mean, a myriad or a plethora of different artists from all over the world. So um, definitely you guys tune in every Saturday on Clubhouse, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And usually we'll be running the shows from 9 to 12 is the is the cutoff. But we be having so many different artists that want to share their work. You know, we we've been going overtime every show so far, and uh, we've 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 published four shows so far. So they got the replays up on Clubhouse. You can check those out. And um, it's 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 dope, man. It's really dope. And I want you guys to really, you know, get on there and be able to engage with the um with the podcast you know because that was the whole purpose to try to bring more exposure to the podcast so now this is a way a free way that i may add that i can engage with the audience and the listeners so i hope you guys definitely take advantage i've already i've already made the commitment you know to um be over there and um i will definitely be over there so uh today what we're gonna be talking about and I'm not even going front. One of the, the topic we're going to be talking about today actually is stemmed from Clubhouse. Because, you know, on Clubhouse, you got so many different conversations going on. So many different conversations. And one of the recurring conversations that I keep hearing, that I keep hearing is that our sisters want a six-figure man. You know, 
I want a man who makes six figures. And there's a lot of rhetoric going on about the individual. You know, it seems like in this day and age, we're making it uh, synonymous with manhood that, oh, you're really not a man if you're not making six figures. Because this 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 imaginary figure that came out is like the the new expectation of what makes a real man. Oh, he's a six figure nigga. He's making six figures. You know, he's a man. So I wanted to touch on this topic a little bit today, you know, because I think it's important. And I think it's especially especially important for the black community, because this is really what is really what I'm directing my, my comments towards. And um, and this is what I, I really I really focus a lot of this, even in my poetry, you know, is directed towards the black community because I'm a part of the black community and I want to see us grow. I want to see us shine. So a lot of my work is dedicated towards the black community. My critique or if anything I say is really towards the black community, you know, things that I want to see getting better in the community. And I see today the expectation the expectation is that a man has to have six figures. You know, money is the number one, you know, criteria or prerequisite for marriage in in, to, in, in today's, you know, trend with, with our women. Every woman, oh, I want a man that got money. I want a man with money. I want a man with money. And and with and there's nothing wrong with that. Let me just clarify that quickly. There's nothing wrong with a sister wanting to be able to be secure and date a man or get involved with a man that can provide because these are the things that you know men are supposed to do this, these are things that men are are expected to have he's supposed to be able to provide he's he's, he's supposed to be able to protect you know these are the things that a woman is really the number two things that a woman is really searching for in a mate can he protect? Can he provide? Okay, so it's not outlandish for a sister wanting to uh, to want to have a man that can be able to do these things. But I think it gets convoluted to the point where it becomes the, the number one focus. The number one focus is that, oh, does does he have money? And I think something that's more important than money, not saying that money is not important, not saying that money is not needed and a necessity in order for you to be, you know, uh, uh, I wouldn't say a leader of your family, but for you to be a provider for your family, money is needed. But I think that a lot of times when we put money when we, when we lead with money, I think it gives the false perception to our babies that, okay, long as money is, is there and that prerequisite is met, then anything goes, you know? And you see a lot of our sisters, they lead with their bodies in order to track a man with money. Oh, he got money, so it's okay if I act like a certain way. If I bust it open and all that, and, and, and you know what I'm saying, I do all these these things for this individual long as he got money it's okay and it's not what's more important than money is the family dynamic there's nothing more important for the black community than the family dynamic you know money is a resource money it, it's gonna come it's gonna come it's gonna go these are two things we know about money 
Now, the amount of money, you know what I'm saying? The amount of money that's going to come to you is really dependent upon you. The amount of money you spend is really dependent upon you. But one fact that we know is true, that money will come, money will go. What we do with that money when we get it will be the, you know, we'll, we'll decide whether we're successful or not. You know, but money is two things. It's just going to come and it's and it going to go. So when we lead with money and we make it seem like, oh, if if you ain't got no money, you're not worthy of my time. I think is inaccurate and I think is detrimental and damaging to our community. There's other things that a man may not have. Like if he's if he if he has if he has his head straight and he understands the family dynamic, he understands his role in that dynamic and understand how, you know, that is important and it's vital for him to be there and what he contributes to that dynamic you know, it's something more important than the fact that, oh, he may not he may not be a, 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 a provider that can provide in excess, but he can provide. So when you look at a person that can't provide in excess or he can't he can't afford a Benz, but he can he can probably afford a little Kia, a Kia Sorrento or whatever the case may be, you know, so. We look at these things and say, okay, oh, he ain't, he ain't pushing a nice car. He ain't got no nice pad or nothing. That. He ain't got no elaborate pad. Then he ain't worth my time. And what happens when this becomes the overall sentiment of our women is that it's going to create a certain type of man that's, that's, that's going to be a horror to our sisters. Think about it. A certain type, like uh, what I don't get, a lot of sisters be to, oh, I want this six-figure man, I want this man with all these six figures and all that, and they and they use their body to lead, to say that, okay, uh, look what I got, I, you know what I'm saying? I got I got a nice ass, you know, so I got some nice titties, and I'm pretty, and you know what I'm saying? You need a girl like me on your arm, and they lead with their assets, you know. Men put women in categories, one or two categories. You know, is a woman that he wants to he wants to be with or a woman he just wants to have sex with. One or two categories. That's 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 what it is. Men are very simple. They simplify it. So if a man is dealing with you, you got to realize what do he want from you? Does he want sex from you or do he want to build with you? And a lot of times men make this assessment during the dating process. And, and a lot of women, they don't believe that men make assessments of them, that men are not assessing them like they're uh, that like they're assessing men because you got women that assess a man. They're like looking at the shoes, what he went, what type of shoes he's wearing. OK, uh, uh, what kind of car he's driving, what kind of clothes he's wearing. This is assessment, you know, but men is doing this, too. Men are doing this. Men are assessing women, but we don't verbalize it. And we don't talk about it. So women think that we don't do it. And it's the furthest thing from the truth. <clears throat> so men, they put women in categories. Just the way women put men in categories. Oh, he's a broke nigga or, or he, he's a baller or whatever the case may be. You got men that put women in categories. And those categories usually entail a woman being a woman that he wants to build a relationship with, want potentially marry, you know. Or a woman that he just want to have sex with and discard and just move on to the next. So women need to understand that the way you carry yourself will determine what box you get put in. 
And I know you will have some sisters that will say, oh, I don't care about no box. He can keep his boxes. It's all about me. And nah, nah, nah. We need each other. We need each other. We definitely need each other. The poem that I read in the beginning of the show was by a, a author. Uh, you guys, you guys know of him. Um, I had him on the show, Mr. Trey Brown. He got a new book. He got a new book that he had, uh, that he wrote, and the name of the book is, I believe it's every, oh, these tears tell half the story. These tears tell half the story, and the poem that I read in the beginning of the show was a poem written by Trey Brown and um it was a I, I, the reason why I chose that poem I mean this book is dope this book is dope I mean great book of poetry but the reason why I chose this poem because the sentiment behind it the sentiment behind it is that love that true love love you know that that understanding that we going to get further we're going to get further along together than we are going to get apart. We're going to get more things done together than we can get done individually. And in our community, in the black community, it's oftentimes promoted that you got to make it by yourself. We don't we don't glorify network. It's we always on some it's our you know either against us or with us. But it don't have to be that way. When we look in, we look in our communities, we look in our communities, we see the potential in our communities. We see the amount of resources in our community, but we don't take advantage of it because we have individualistic mindsets. We have mindsets to say, oh, I got to make it by stepping on you. And it don't have to be that way. I've been promoting this thing, this new thing I've been promoting, 100 men, 100 women. And I've been mentioning it on the show and I'm going to keep mentioning it. And just to bring awareness to the potential of what we can do in our communities. The idea of 100 men, 100 women is that 100 people can come together with $1,000. $1,000. You got 100 people in your community that got like minds like you that's like-minded 100 people that's like-minded can come together and build things in the community right now as it stands i don't know where you guys are from but where i'm from in my community nothing is black owned in the community like maybe five percent maybe ten percent of the community itself all the, the stores that's operated inside the community are ran by people other than black people, other than the people that the community itself reflects. And it's a problem. But if you got 100 people with like mind, that 100 people got $1,000, that's, that's $100,000 in capital that you can take and you can, you 100 people, take that money and build something in the community. Get a storefront, something that 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 will provide a community service, something that can give jobs to some of the youth that's in the community. That can give back to the community and we can do that 
one store at a time and we can take back our communities. And I'm going to keep promoting this because I think it's so it's so important. It's so important that we recognize our power together. This power in togetherness and other people, other other ethnicities, other other groups, you know, you see them, you see them practicing, you know, self-economics, you know, cultural economics, however you want to, however you want to say it, but they come together on an idea. They come together on a premise. You can kill a leader. Every time we look in the black community, every time someone arises, every time someone comes and, and tell and tell the people, try to get the people awakened, trying to wake the people up, you always find that they kill them. They did it with Mega Evers. They did it with Malcolm X. They did it with Martin Luther King. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. They kill them. But what you can't kill, you cannot kill an idea. You can't kill that. You can definitely kill, you know, a person, a person that can motivate people and and, 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 and get the people charged up. Yeah, let's, let's do this together. You can kill that, but you can't kill an idea. So this idea of 100 men, 100 women, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you live in a community where you see that none of the stores, none of the owners in the stores in your community look like you. None of the owners in the stores in your community look like you. There is a problem. This is the whole idea of community. Community is supposed to, you know, create an environment that's conducive for everybody involved in it. It's supposed to benefit everyone. Everyone is supposed to benefit from community. Why is it that in our communities, right? The only people that benefit is people who do not look like us. And this has been long. This has been this has been a, 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 a scam or a scheme that's been taking place in the black community for decades. 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 This has been going on where you have people come in our communities and they set up shops, but we can't go in their communities and set up shops. What happens to you if you go to Chinatown and you set up a soul food restaurant? It'll never happen. It'll never happen. You'll never see it and it'll never happen. And you know it'll never happen because you never see no one black in the Chinese restaurants in the black communities. They come in your communities and everyone inside their establishment benefits them and not you. There's no one that benefits from them being there. No one benefits from them being there but them. The only thing they leave is heartache, you know, heart disease, high blood pressure, cholesterol. And they take the resources out. Now, I'm not trying to be a, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to be a... a trying to down the situation i know every you like your chinese food you want your four wings and fried rice i understand that but that four wings and fried rice should benefit you your money should work for you 
your money should benefit you. Why don't it? Think about how many thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars you give to particular restaurants or particular um, 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 businesses that don't give you anything back. When you, the whole idea of currency is that your currency, you're supposed to get something for it. And it, it, it doesn't supposed to be just something that's harmful for you. It's supposed to be some benefit that you're seeking or you're getting from it. Some dividend. But you get nothing. But it can change. It can change with this one concept that what we're talking about, this concept of this concept of 100 women, 100 men. 100 women, 100 men. This concept. The concept is that we can network together to effect change in our communities. We can get a lot of shit done. So when you getting back to the family dynamic, Getting back to the family dynamic, when you have these men that perhaps they don't bring everything to the table, they don't they don't have the elaborate um, income. They don't have an elaborate income, but they have things that compensate for that. They have things that compensates for that. Legacy is important. Legacy is important. And it's sad that in our community, it seems like long as you have money, you're okay. I forgot who was saying it, but it was this one, this one brother I was listening to. I think he was a rapper or something. But he was like, in the black community, we sell trauma. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, look at it. He said, think about it. He said, all the movies, all the hot shit, all the shit that we look at as hot is black trauma. It's all black trauma. He said, we don't have shows out there where you got black people chilling. You don't got black people chilling like, like keeping up with the Kardashians. You got shows like that where they got, they having little outings. They having good times. Episodes just about love, family. And, you know, it's no drama. It's, it, it's love. It's community. We don't have shows like that. We don't have shows where, you know, it's just love between us. Not no more. And we gotta, we gotta, we gotta pay attention to that. We gotta understand that that everything in the in the society, the things I'm not gonna say everything, but things that's in the society that's that's really teaching and 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 really swaying our children to think a certain way, to have certain ideals as being okay. You're 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 good because you got money and if you don't have money you're you're not worth shit and when you make money your focal point then you'll get money that's that's what you want the law of attraction says that you'll get the money but maybe you don't want all the things that come along with that money there's other things more important than money money will come by default it will come but we have to understand that you know, there's bigger things that that's needed in our community than money. Resources is not something in this day and age that black people are, are lacking. Black people are getting money these days. These days, black people are getting money. 
We are the number one consumers. Our spending power, they say, is over $1.1 trillion or something like that annually. Annually. This is the black spending power. So it's not like black people don't have resources. We have resources, but we do something with our resources that nobody else do. We squander. We squander resources and we don't care. We don't understand that our resources is our true power. It's our true power. If you notice, if you go into the Jewish communities, everything is Jewish. All the store owners are Jewish. The people that work in the store are Jewish. All the Patreons are Jewish. You know, everybody is supporting everybody. They say that the Jewish dollar stays in the Jewish community 18 days before it leaves. The Asian, they say it stays in, the, in their community 30 days before it leaves. 30 days. Black people, they say the black dollar stays in the black community six hours. Six hours. Now, if you got it, spend it. That's what it is. That's what you got it for, to spend it. I understand that. But shouldn't you get something for your money? Shouldn't your money work for you? And we don't think like that. We have to start thinking like that. Our money has to start working for us. And how do we make our money work for us? Look at the potential around us. If you knew how much money, and I'm going to use a Chinese restaurant example, but you got the Arab stores, you got all of it. You all, examples. If you knew how much they was bringing in, if you knew how much money they was bringing in daily, daily, how much money they was bringing in on a daily basis, you be, you be, you be blown, you be blown away. And you live in this community. And the whole community supports these people. Why can't that community support you? Why won't your community support you? And this is the deeper problem. This is how you deep dive into the problem. Because we see what's happening. Other people can come into your community and prosper, but you can't prosper in your community. Why is that? Do you don't think nothing's wrong with that, 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 that there's not a problem? How can other people come in your community and flourish, get rich? But you can't. And I tell you why. I tell you why. Because we have this concept, this, this, uh, what do you want to call it? The, uh, this individualistic individualistic type mindset that oh I gotta be in opposition with you as opposed to let's network together let's do it together let's join forces let's combine look at the resources in the, in the hood look at the I mean look at the resources in the hood that get squandered on a daily basis. That get squandered on a daily basis. Networking. We got to start looking at the potential of what we have in front of us. We have to look 
at what we can achieve, what we can, I mean, what we can really, you know, like the peak of what we can do, what we can achieve if we just really thought about it to pool our resources together. To understand that we hold the power in our own communities. But we got this mindset that we have to be in opposition to one another. I got to compete with you. It's not about competition. It's about thriving together. Yes, there's going to be competition. There'll be individualistic competition within the within the uh the whole situation but that's not the goal the goal is to be the goal is to eat this is the goal and we can all do that together yeah i'm sorry about that i i, I got a phone call i had to pause the recording so if, if, if it sounds like my points changed <laughs> It's because I got a phone call. I had to pause the recording and uh, I just finished the phone call. But yeah, it's about us being able to come together in order to create, to thrive, to be. We're here. We might as well benefit from us being here together. Everybody got, you know, when you look at the other dynamics of other um, groups, you know, when you go into the Asian group, I'm going to speak for New York. In New York City, you got Chinatown. You know what I mean? And in Chinatown, you know you're in Chinatown because all the stores, you know, they have Chinese writing on them. Everything is really catered to the um, Chinese people or whatever. And um, you see it's a thriving, thriving community. You know? Now, I'm pretty sure they got competition with this store. Maybe this store makes, you know, um, the soup better than this store over here You know what I mean So they, they'll they have their own personal You know competitions with, with, with one another But the the aspect of the community is there It's there And it's thriving These are people that are benefiting From being in the community You should benefit It should never be where you allow other people To come inside your community Eat, take up all the resources and then leave and give nothing back. Never give anything back. And this has been going on since I've been since I've been a kid. Since I've been a kid. Me, as far as I can remember, and thinking in my communities, you know, and the communities I lived in when I was growing up as a kid, you noticed, you noticed it was it was certain groups of people that was in the community. I can remember uh, vividly, uh, let's say, uh, let me say in the 90s. In the 90s, it was when you really start to see the Arab coming in the communities and setting up shop. I remember in 92, 92, yeah, 92, 91, 92, around that time, you start seeing a lot of the Arab stores, the Yemen, the Yemen, the Yemen, people from Yemen they'll come over and set up a store and then after a while you start seeing that they really put replaced like the bodega it used to be the bodega 
the bodegas are there they're still there but they're not as they're not as plentiful as the arab stores like in new york city you'll find all over the place you see arabs they came and set up mad different shops. They got smoke shops. They got little 24-hour stores. They selling heroes. They got a grill or whatever the case may be. The Arabs are doing their thing in our community when it comes to those type of stores. This is the, this is the stuff that they provide to our community. When you look in, when you looking at the stuff that's like when you look at our community and you see how it's broken down and in my community in particular, you got the Arab, you got the Asian, and you got Latinos. Now, the Latinos is always has always been present. They've always, you know, even you know, since I was growing up as a kid, I always remember seeing, you know, either the Puerto Rican store, the Dominican store. You always seen those stores because they, they have that sense of culture, whereas they, they'll put stores in the community. And everybody support those stores, not just uh, 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 Dominican people or Spanish people support those stores. Everybody in the community support those stores. Everybody support it. So when you really look at the community, when you look at how your community is broken down, see who's benefiting in your community, what type of stores are in your community. And then you can look and see where do you fit in in, in getting a piece of that pie? Where do you fit in? How many cooks do we know in our community? How many people do we know that can cook their ass off in our community? Why nobody in our community own the restaurant in our community? Why is everybody in our community except a restaurant is, is outside the community? And if we change this mindset, if we change this, this thinking that, oh, we allowing other people to come and, and just set up shop in our community and they do what they want to do, then, you know, we're going to have havoc. We're going to have havoc. We got to come to some point in time where we can just look and say, all right, what's going on? Why do we hate each other so much where we can't benefit and, and we can't, you know, we can't be out here and, and, and really, really, I mean, really thrive. Why? What's preventing it? So I think, I think in the black community, we got to take the focus off just about money. You want a man that you want a man that got six figures. And then the list ends. But it's very unrealistic. This is what Kevin Samuels was trying to say. Your expectations is one thing, you know, but what's really out there is something totally different. And I think we need to look at the things that's important, the things that add value. Money is going to come. Is 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 it is something that's going to happen by default? It's going to happen. You know, you're going to get money. Money's going to go through your hands. Money's going to go out of your hands. It's, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? But there's other things besides money that, that I think are priceless when it comes to the family dynamic. And what type of babies are we going to have that's going to be running the, the country years from now? What's going to be the mindset of the people years from now? It starts today. It starts in our mindsets today. And we got to change the narrative. 
we gotta we gotta we gotta change the narrative that our sisters the only thing they care about is money because i know this is not the sentiment of black women it's not but this is the this is what this is the the thing that that you see everywhere on tv and they want it they want it purposely like that they they you see everywhere that the black woman she wants a man a baller she wants a baller that's what she wants a baller if y'all hear if y'all hear that if y'all hear that barking in the back please excuse it but i don't know what's wrong i don't know what's wrong with this dog outside but he just want to just bark bark for no reason but in any event this is something that we gotta we gotta start looking at we gotta start looking at the things that's happening in our community and how they're affecting us today and tomorrow how they're gonna affect us today and tomorrow this thinking about oh just get a nigga with six figures and you good or for for the fellas oh long she got a fat ass that's all that matters we got to stop this thinking because when you think like this you you make the bare minimum that oh only thing she got to do is have a fat ass and that's it that's her only that's her only asset it's her ass that's it And then we wonder as men, this is men taking accountability right now. We wonder why these sisters run around here with all these, these, these clothes, these, these, these tight fitting clothes and they're parading their bodies around, you know, to get attention from men. And you wonder why, because we, we've set the standard so low and I blame my brothers for that. We got to raise the standard. We got to raise the standard. We got to stop showing interest in these women with nothing on the cap that provide nothing but sex. We got to stop putting these women on pedestals, women that just bring nothing but sex. Her, her, her whole, you know, you know, her whole thing of what she brings to the table is sex. That's it. We got to stop praising these women. We got to stop taking these women and putting them in the, in the limelight and saying, oh, this is what a, a real woman is because this is what our babies is going to start to emulate. They're going to emulate women just like that. And it's going to get bad. If you think it's worse, if you think it's, it's messed up right now, it's going to get way worse. It's going to get way worse. And we got to be accountable. My brothers, we got to hold, hold ourselves accountable. Challenge that woman to bring something more to the table than just she got some she got some nice tits and she got a fat ass. Challenge her to bring something more to the table. Challenge yourself to go look for something more than just that. That's not gonna that's not gonna benefit you in the long run. And that's how a lot of times you see in our communities, a lot of dudes is caught up and they're tied to a woman for life. You're tied. You're tied to each other for life because y'all got that baby. And the only requirement was, yo, she got a fat ass. She got a fat ass. That's it. Yo, she got a fatty, yo. It got to be more than that. It got to be more than that. And I know this, it, it comes that time, you know, in your life where that's all you're thinking about as a young man. You're thinking about ass, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I want to smash that one. I know, I know it's that time in your life. I know I've lived that time in my life. But 
to pass on the wisdom of where I'm at now in my life, understanding where I'm at now. And I understand the error in my ways back then. And I just want to be that voice to say that, listen, let's like it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. A fat ass is still going to be a fat ass tomorrow. A fat ass don't deflate. It don't deflate when you teach a, a something with a fat ass. It, it ain't going. It ain't going to destroy it if she if she learns something about herself and she know who she is. We got to stop setting the standard so low. Stop setting the standard so low, and for my sisters, stop requiring men just to have money. Money, money is something that shouldn't even be a prerequisite. Some money is something like you ever hear that? Oh, uh, if I had three wishes, what would you wish for? If a person wished for money, you already know what type of person they are. Because money is something that's gonna happen. It's something by default. Why would you wish for money? You get a, you can get anything you want. You're gonna wish for money, and when that money runs out that you wish for, then what? People with some type of understanding understands that there's mechanisms to making money. There's ways to make money. Why would I waste? Why would I waste a wish on money when I can? I can. I can make a wish to make money never be a problem ever. We really gotta look and see what's going on. And when we put this in the forefront that, oh, as uh, long as he got money, then a lot of bullshit, it, it, it goes off the table. You know, you're going you're gonna to put up with a lot of bullshit. Because I know men that got money, these men also have options. Men with a lot of resources, a lot of wealth, a lot of money, they usually have a lot of options. A lot of options. There's never just one option when you when you're a person of resource. If you have resources, you know this full and well that you always have options. And the thing is, you know, it's more conducive for us as as involving ourselves with the family dynamic that we get money together. There's nothing bigger than the family. There's nothing bigger than the family. And when we start thinking like that, we can start rectifying our community. We have to do it through our women. We have to do it through our women because our women are the first teachers of the child. The first teachers. So we have to have our women at a certain standard where they can teach our babies a certain standard and today when we see this this what they call it the hot girl or the um the city girls city girls you know that city girl mentality fuck nigga free type mentality or whatever the case may be this right here this is a type of mindset that's damaging our babies it's, it's causing disdain and enmity between black man and black woman. It's some bullshit. It needs to stop. 
We have to stop and reevaluate, redefine the way we look at each other and the way we treat each other. When you see your brother and when you see your sister, what do you see? When you see another black person in the street and you're walking, what do you see? What's your expectations of them? Think about it. Because they'll tell you a lot about you, who you are as a person. When you see someone who looks at looks like you, how do that make you feel? How do you treat that person that looked like you? Did you fall into the, 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 the nonsense? Did you fall into the bullshit? Think about it. It's something that we got to really sit and think about how we look at each other. And this day and age, man, we got to stop with the bullshit about, oh, as uh, long as we got money, everything is going to be hunky dory. It, it's not like that. It don't work like that. And people with money, they know that. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be problems. Yeah, sure. Money makes those problems a little less, you know, you know. It makes it a little bit better. You live a little more comfortable. But that's really in your decision making. Let's stop selling our souls for money. Let's stop making every requirement about money. Let's stop making that, oh, yo, uh, I'll do it for a million dollars. Think about it. You'll sell your integrity for a million dollars. You got a price tag. Some things go without saying. Some things go without saying. No matter how much money you're going to give a person, I don't care. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And if you don't got that thing inside of you where you can be bought and sold, then you are the detriment. You are the detriment to our community. And we need to change that. We got to change the way we think, family. We really got to change the way we think. These false expectations of one another. We've both been oppressed by the same oppressor, but we come out of the oppression at odds with one another. It don't make sense. We've both had the same trials and adversities, but we come out at odds with each other. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. Make it make sense. How we got so much in common, but hate each other's guts. How? And you tell me it's not deliberate. You tell me it's not something that's deliberate. Why do they want us to be apart? Why? Ask yourself that question. Why? Why is it a conservative effort to make sure that there's disdain between the black man and the black woman? Why do everyone else see the value in us, but we don't see the value in ourselves? Why? These are the questions we need to ask ourselves. We got to think about it, family. We got to think about it. We got to look ahead. And, and the problem is we're looking, we're looking for right now. 
We're looking for right now. That's all that matters right now. But what about legacy? What about legacy? Family. We definitely, we gotta, we gotta wake up family. We gotta wake up. We're going to play some, um, some words from a few of our sponsors and, uh, we'll be right back. Hello, this is William S. Peters, Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Interchild Press International. First, I must say we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Interchild Press International offer to you his listeners, and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKENSOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at innerchildpress.com, and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.innerchildpress.com. Thank you. And now, Two Cents with Written in Pain. Kids. I don't want that. I don't want anyone to get offended by what I'm going to say. I just, I've been doing scientific research. You see, for a long time, I was confused and misled because it was my understanding that children were STDs. Now, before, before you get all, hear what I'm saying, STD is something you catch as a result of sexual encounters with the opposite sex. So forgive me for being misled into seeing children as this such side effect. Sexual encounters. Now, with the help of Google, it's very clear to me what children are. They're parasites. Parasites need a host to survive. They can't survive on their own. They need something to feed off of until it consumes the host and then moves on. Now, the human species, we we rename them and grow a fondness for these parasites because nature has tricked us by making them look like us. They made them look like us. If the mold on your white bread looked like you, you wouldn't be so quick to throw that bread in the garbage. That's my two cents. <laughs> Another two cents with written in pain. But yes, family, it's time, man. It's time. 
it's time for us to really realize what it is that we're up against what it is we're really up against you know and um it's time for us to make change it's time for us to to change things the way we've been doing things that hasn't been working it hasn't been working so now it's time to change and let's change the way we look at each other Let's change the way, you know, we interact with one another. Let's change the expectations of one another. Let's have a more uh, networking type of mindset. Let's do it together. It's, it's, it's been going on too long. And I think. A solution is right in front of our faces. And the solution is we need to tackle this thing together. This is this this is the solution. The solution is we can get a lot done together than we can get done individually. Let's take the concept of the idea of 100 men, 100 women. Find 100 people like-minded just like you and and start and start to build. Let's build off that. Let's do it one community at a time. With $100,000, you can put up any storefront in any hood. Any hood, any 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 rural area in 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 the country with $100,000, you can set up a storefront. It's something that can be done immediately. It can be supported. We spend money anyway. It's not like we don't spend money. But I think we got to find the value in us. I feel we don't feel that there's any value in us. We may feel individual value. You may feel that you're valuable. But the people who look like you, you may not feel subconsciously, you may not think that they're valuable enough to invest in. And I'm here to tell you, they are. Invest in you. Invest in you. Everyone does it. But us. So when we do, it's going to be It's going to be magnificent. It's going to be beautiful. Everything like we already had remnants of what what we've done together. When we do things together, we had the town of Greenwood in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had the town of Rosewood. I mean, you got so many different examples of black communities coming together. Everything black owned, everything ran and operated by by black people. And it flourished. Until they destroyed it. Today is a new day. Let's take this idea of 100 men, 100 women, and let's take back our communities. Black women spend so much money on black hair products. Why is there not a black hair products um, spot in the hood? You go, you go straight to the, to, to the, to the Korean to buy your bundles or whatever the case may be, why you can't buy your bundles from somebody in the hood? 
It's all about the distribution. You know, finding a purveyor that you can you can you can buy wholesale and sell at retail. You think your bundles ain't gonna look good because you bought it from somebody black? Or oh, it ain't real bundles unless you buy it from somebody Asian? Is that what you think, my sister? Is that what you think, my sister? Let's think about these things. It's a wide open opportunity for us to capitalize off our everything that we do already in our community. We can capitalize off of it. We can build infrastructure. We can do it in our community. We can make black owned spots in our community. We can take back our community. We can we can even go as far as to demand that they give something back to our communities. The individuals that we elect to remain in our communities, you got to give something back. You got to you got to you got to give some what's your what's your uh your monthly uh revenue? How much money are you making on a month? You got to give some of that back. You got to give some of that back to the community. This is what we got to start demanding. And it can be done. Nothing is black owned in our community. So why not the community come together? Everybody in your community come together and say, listen, uh, we're going to create an organization for the community, whatever we're going to call it. This is an organization for the community. This is for this community right here. And you're going to go to all these stores and you're like, yeah, uh, you're going to have to pay dues. You're going to have to pay dues. Because everybody that patronize you is in this community. So you're going to have to give something back, whether it be annually, whether it be monthly, whether it be something, you have to give something back to this organization that's going to give back to the community. When kids need book bags and kids need coats in the winter, this is the fund we're going to use to give back to those kids, those underprivileged kids. This is the price you got to pay when you come and eat in our communities. The way it's been so far, nobody been taxing and tolling no one. Oh, it's a free fall. Everybody non-black can come in a black community and eat, but as soon as a black store get erected in a black community, nobody want to patronize it. If that ain't the sickest shit I've ever seen in my life. If it ain't the sickest shit I've ever seen in my life. Who taught you to hate yourselves like this? Let's wake it up, family. Let's wake it up, family. Tired of living like this. Today is the day we change this shit. I want to tell you guys, I want to remind you that the Spoken Soul Sessions podcast is now on uh well spoken soul sessions is now on clubhouse i want to reiterate this every saturday 9 p.m every saturday 9 p.m until 12 but we do go overtime so sometimes we don't get out of there till like 1 30 but we're listening to all the different artists and we're critiquing poems and it's a way that we can engage i will also be doing a wednesday show a Wednesday show that will kind of uh, coincide with the with the Tuesday show. The Tuesday show is usually me by myself and we, we're tackling certain topics or w- whatever. 
And uh, what I want to do is bring that topic to Clubhouse on Wednesday. So after I drop the episode on Tuesday, Wednesday, we got we can all get together on Clubhouse and we can talk about it. We can engage with one another and uh, we can talk. We can network. You know, it's the time, this time now, this day and age, we got to start thinking like minded. We got to start thinking on a togetherness type of vibe. That's the only way we're going to make it. We got to look to our brothers and sisters and say, yo, look, I can't make it without you. And you can't make it without me. We need each other, man. We've been we've been ostracized. We've been marginalized. We've been persecuted. We've we if everything that happened to us in this country and we've experienced it together. So how are we going to come out of that shit and be apart? If anything, we should be the closest thing. It shouldn't be nothing that can come between us as a people. My family, if y'all listening to the sound of my voice, I need y'all to understand. I need y'all to know. I need y'all to know that I love you. And I hope, I hope you love me too. Peace.